Welcome to the Curiosity Network podcast. I'm your host, Saksham, and today we're talking about Apollo 10, if you didn't already know from the title. This flight was a test we didn't know we needed. The ignored middle child we didn't know would grow up to be a doctor. The M&M of space exploration. By that, I mean it paved the way. Moving on. This was going to be an orbital flight around the moon, bringing us back to the lunar orbit from what was a little bit of a step back. I'm looking at you, Apollo 9. But at this time, they were just 15.6 kilometers away from the lunar surface at a point in time. They, of course, were on board the Saturn V during launch, which which launched on May 18, 1969, from Pad B of Launch Complex 39. The call names for the service module and the lunar module were given for the mission were Charlie, Charlie Brown and Snoopy. Because why not? The three fabulous men on board this flight were Commander Thomas Stanford, Command Module Pilot John Young, and Lunar Module Pilot Eugene Cernan. All three of these men are basically veteran astronauts and, well, it made sense. Because they needed everything to be perfect during this flight and an experienced hand really helps when you need things to go Perfect. A little summary of the event before we get into detail is they took off, went over to the moon, orbited, and came back. Now, well, in the simple sounding thing, a lot of things happened, especially with the lunar module. When they launched on the Saturn V on May 18, 1969 from Kennedy Space Center, everything went well and they orbited the Earth in parking orbit and refired the S-4B and went off into a translunar injection. Everything basically happened the same way as Apollo 8, as you would say, not Apollo 9. Now, during this whole experience, they had been experiencing mild pogo oscillations, which luckily were not big enough to cause any big damage. Right after this, when they initiated the docking maneuver with the lunar module, they separated the S-4B and shortly after the mylar cover on top of the walls blew off and fiberglass spilled all over the tunnel between the CSM and the lunar module. Other than that, there were a few broadcasts and the crews studied the flight plan, or slept. Now, a couple of days later, when they had reached lunar orbit, the SPS engine burned and slowed the aircraft down 
enough so it wouldn't fly into deep space or crash on the lunar surface. Within the first couple of hours after the burn, they would circularize the orbit and they were now prepared to start studying landmarks and record observations or take photographs. After another live stream, Stafford and Cernan prepared to go into the lunar module. When they finally entered the lunar module, they were hit in the face with all the fiberglass that had broken loose. They then proceeded to get into the lunar module and do all the necessary things to proceed with the undocking. The CSM then performed a separation burn, causing the lunar module and the CSM to be 3.7 kilometers apart from each other. The LM crew then performed a separation burn and checked to make sure all the instruments worked as they got just 50,000 feet from the lunar surface. They then proceeded to perform all the maneuvers and they had reached a height of only they reached a height of only 14.4 kilometers, which is a little controversial because some websites state that they reached a height of 15.6 kilometers while others state they reached a height of 14.4 kilometers uh, but we're gonna go with 14.4 on this one so they were 14.4 kilometers from the lunar surface and checking out ALS-2 which was the second possible landing site for the lunar module now the next step they needed to take was to ditch the descent stage and use the APS to go back up to the service module. But as they ditched the descent stage, an error occurred in the f flight path causing the LM to spin out of control, which was luckily recovered. And after regaining manual control, they mimicked the orbit insertion maneuver that Apollo 11 crew would perform to rejoin with the CSM. And then they flew up to the CSM and docked the lunar module which went excellent after both the astronauts had entered they ditched the lunar module which by the way is still somewhere floating around in deep space because of an error in the flight path which caused the lm to fly the opposite way of where it was supposed to fly so it's lost in space now but anyway they ditched that and set themselves up for a trans-earth injection which doesn't sound cool as cool as a translunar injection. Here is my theory. The three words translunar and ejection are three very scientific and cool sounding words. Well, when you replace lunar with earth, there are only really two cool sounding words. So it sounds less cool. Moving on. They just slept and performed more photography with their super awesome Hasselblad cameras. They also shaved their beards, which was labeled as a scientific test to see how razors and shaving cream would perform in space. As they were coming back, they achieved the fastest speed a human has ever achieved to this day, ever, of 39,897 kilometers per hour. Everything else went well with the re-entry, and they were covered by USS Princeton. That's it. I would like to thank everyone involved in this mission. Thank you so much for your great work. This is the Curiosity Network. I'm Saksham, and I will see you all next time. Bye-bye.